You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, everyone? And welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 118. I am your host, Roro, a.k.a. Well, no, Roshan, a.k.a. Roro. And I'm joined over Discord by, Spart- or by what was it again? Tech- Kentucky's. I almost said Texas. Kentucky's number one Spartan. Dan is DTM, a.k.a. Daniel Prindle. Wait, and, since Gage okay. isn't here, can I be the global Spartan? No, I'm just I guess so. I oh guess so. <laughs> as well as the host of Large Popcorn and video essayist Christian Macias, aka ISO Christian on Twitter. How are you fellas doing today? Good. Jack in, baby. Yes. It's Matrix Day. <laughs> Jack in. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you shall find us. We're also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash podcast PXN and Twitter as well. Uh, the topic of the show is our most anticipated games of 2022. But first, the show always starts off with Quick Bites. So let's go ahead and nibble on some light news. The first one is Tesla is under investigation. Uh, we talked about this uh, uh, um, innovation that Tesla made a, a little while ago when they first did it about having screens in the front uh, of the car and it being not such a good idea. Apparently, a lot of people think that as well. Uh, I'm reading from GameSpot, as reported by the LA Times, a car company is being investigated by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration following a complaint to the agency that owners can play games while the vehicle is moving. According to the agency and a new document, Posted to its website, the feature called Passenger Play could distract the driver and increase the risk of a crash, which I could have told you as soon as they decided to develop this thing. But I'm glad that National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is looking into this a little bit more because obviously there's a lot of irresponsible drivers out there. So having a yeah. big screen right next to them is not such a great idea. Um, but I, I still think it's a cool idea, but just maybe move it a little bit out of the way of the driver and make it actual passenger play where the driver can't interact with it at all or just you know walk certain stuff to, uh, when you you have yes. to be like in, in park to, mm-hmm. to access yeah. those yeah exactly yeah. I, I think stuff like that already exists right on in different like with music or in, and stuff like that in different cars or right. car, yeah yeah i feel like mm-hmm. if you're gonna do this like the screen would have to like pop out and like turn towards the passenger like right. that's the only way to yeah. make it not <laughs> you know intrusive to the driver i feel like yeah so hopefully this investigation either uh helps tesla come up with better a better way to make it less dangerous or just accident completely i guess uh but moving oh yeah moving on to the next story nickelodeon all-star brawl appears to be adding crossplay and voice acting to its upcoming updates uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Well, that, that's basically it. That's, that is the, the quick tidbit there. I don't know if any of us are going to jump into it, but I do remember us talking about this when uh, they announced the, what was it called again? The WB game. Uh, I forget the name. It was really clever. I think. Yes, Multiverses, yes. yes. And they had voice acting, and I was like, oh, Nickelodeon All-Star has kind of missed the mark on that. So I'm glad that they're still, uh, you know, updating the game and adding voice acting. I think that would be a great addition to that and kind of bring a little bit more life to the characters that are in there yeah cool maybe i'll check out the game once it's like it feels more feature complete that, there's a lot of characters i would still want to like like to see in that game so who knows and like yeah. 
let's get the original voice actors too. Like make it make yes. it authentic. Get Cora's voice actor in there. And I'll, and I'll be oh, there. that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. Or and Toph. Yes. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Immersive Concert announced for 2022. Fans of Assassin's Creed, especially its many soundtracks, may be pleased to hear that Ubisoft and Overlook uh, Events are launching an immersive concert based on the series, dubbed the Assassin's Creed Symphonic Adventure. The original concert takes players on an orchestral adventure across the franchise. Uh, in the past, Overlook Events has organized a well-received Dragon Ball and Saint C- Sienna? C- Sia Symphonic Adventure. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Symphonic Adventure follows a similar format, synchronizing a live orchestra and choir with the HD video, lighting, and sound effects. And yeah, this is coming out next year. October 29th is when it's planned. Uh, so cool. For any fans of Assassin's Creed, got a nice little musical adventure that you could be looking forward to next year. Uh, hopefully COVID will be a little less <laughs> in our way and we Ooh, can enjoy yeah. this <laughs> a bit more. Um, but yeah, and our final quick bite story here is Rockstar is giving away peace, giving away uh, to PC owners of the GTA Trilogy remaster. One of the following games for free, L.A. Noir, GTA, and you get to choose between these three. I don't think you can get all five. You get to choose one. You get L.A. Noir, GTA 5 Premium Edition, GTA 4 Complete Edition, Max Payne, or Bully Scholarship Edition. So I think that was that's nice of them to, you know, try and soften went the book. Yeah, went, went back yeah. to some, some goodwill uh, to give us one of their free games. GTA Premium Edition, I think that's that's a really good one to just grab for free. Hell, for... Um, for- I mean, the trilogy costs sixty dollars. Give them all of these games. These are all like super old games. Like that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I would pay for Max Payne three again. That game rocks. Or L.A. Noir. Underrated. Yeah. I was awful at L.A. Noir. Like literally, I'm not kidding you. I think I probably did the worst of anyone that's ever played that game. I every <laughs> single time I was like doubt, and they're like, I can't believe you doubt me. I, I was like, <laughs> I sucked at that game. Or Dan. Yeah. Detective life isn't for you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we've gotten through the quick bites and we have, you know, started our appetite, we're going to dive into some more heavier topics with the PXN News of the Week. It is light, but we are starting again with some heavier topics with the Ubisoft employee exodus that is happening. I'm reading from Game Informer. Uh, Wesley LeBlanc writes, a new report from Axios details what is reportedly a large exodus happening at Ubisoft. Axios's report about the exodus says colleagues across the company refer to what's happening as the great exodus and the cut artery. Those colleagues describe this exodus happening at Ubisoft as something they've never seen before, citing reasons such as low pay, competitive opportunities, uh, frustrating Frustration at the company's creative direction as of late, and we can all guess why, and the recent scandal surrounding the video game development and publishing company. The report also says that, quote, at least five of the top 25 credited people from the company's biggest uh, 2021 game, Far Cry 6, are already gone. Nothing that, uh, noting that, excuse me, noting that on the Assassin's Creed Valhalla side of things, 12 of the top 50 credited developers from that game have departed as well. So that's, uh, it's not great that a bunch of people are leaving the company right now. Um, Ubisoft obviously has been in a bunch of controversies 
in the past couple of years, but this year for sure as well, uh, with a bunch of uh, workplace um, misconducts coming to light. Obviously, the NFTs is a is another <laughs> bag of fish as well. But um, yeah, what, what do you guys think about this Ubisoft exodus that's happening over there? Do you think obviously some things need to change over there? But do you think that this will will spark that change, especially seeing what they are doing as of late with the NFTs and, and stuff. Dan, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this affects, you know, some of their projects coming down the pipeline because some of their mm-hmm. stuff coming up, like the rumored Assassin's Creed game is supposed to be like an ongoing service type game. So, like, obviously that's going to be a, a lot larger scale. They're going to need a lot of people. Like, obviously these... these uh, top developers that are leaving Ubisoft right now are leaving for a reason. And the reason is, is because the, the culture inside of Ubisoft is not good right now. Uh, they haven't really addressed any of the concerns that uh, employees have, have, you know, laid out and dictated and said, like, these are problems that need to be addressed. And uh, to their credit, they're, they're, you know, going in and saying, hey, this is not working out for me. You guys are not listening. So I'm going to go to another company that will listen to me because there's so many other opportunities out there in in the game industry right now. Um, I know Microsoft has a ton of openings right now with Bethesda and, and all of that. Like there's so many other opportunities that they can go to that would be just better workplace environments uh, for them. So I can't blame them on that side of things. So uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this will uh, start to spark a change for Ubisoft and kind of uh, take a step back and look at their company and say, hey, this is what we need to do. Like, we need to start listening better and start making changes that are going to actually, you know, be impactful for the people who want to stay. Yeah, I think people are just fed up across the board, um, especially with all the stuff that's happened with uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, and how like we've we gotten a, res- a huge response there, but as far as like things like Ubisoft or even Quantic Dream, like it's kind of kind of silent from people out in the industry or just uh, people just speaking on Twitter. Like we kind of just overlook that. I mean, I I, I say we like the, the royal yeah. we, I guess. Like we all kind of talked about it, and then you know we people have forgotten about it, and then we move on because it, you know games are exciting, right? So I think this is good. And I say that in quotes because, like, it always sucks when when teams like the people like suffer because people are leaving. But like, this is good if we want like change to to actually happen in the industry. Like, we have to hurt um, studios like where it matters, and this this is where it counts. Uh, you see stuff like this in outside the games industry industry too, with the uh, the huge Kellogg strike that happened. I think it was like about like ten days or two weeks or so, and and look what happened there. They they were able to come up with a, a contract, and they, their demands were met. So. Yeah, this stuff like this uh, only leads to, to to good outcomes, in my opinion. So hopefully, hopefully we're we're on the precipice of, of big changes coming in, in the industry soon. Definitely. And speaking I, of, oh yeah, go ahead, go for it. I have a question for you guys. It's kind of yes. a quick bite because I almost forgot about it, but it's because I have the article open. Game Informer new logo. Ooh. Yes. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Um, I like it. I kind of like it. I I to be honest, I don't remember what the old one looks like, so I have to go and check. Yeah, Yeah, like what an end of an era, man. Yeah, let me let me see. It was I guess it was pretty iconic. So I like the full I like the full text uh logo better, but I don't like the like individual GI. Yes, yes. 
But oh, I haven't seen what that looks. Oh, I see it. I see it's the little uh, yeah. icon at the top. For okay. Yeah. I love mm. the all lowercase fonts, especially especially yeah. on, on spreads and then that cool like G. I, I get like why that one is kind of outdated. Yeah. It, it, you can't really identify it, but otherwise, like, I mean, I don't have any problems with anyone either. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Now that I'm looking at it, I, I do prefer the old one, but I don't dislike the new one. I, I do like yeah. it. But yeah, the old one was cool too. <laughs> for sure. Nothing for me to actually get mad about or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on to the next story. Uh, if we have anything to add, please do. I think this one might be, I guess, a little bit different. But the, the, the next few stories are kind of more or less the same, but just from different places, unfortunately. Yeah. But this one is, is, a, is kind of different where it's uh, people who are speaking out about things that they do not want to excuse anymore in the industry. And we are going to Treyarch now. Uh, Treyarch says there is no room for sexism, racism, or bullying in its culture. A statement was penned by a woman at Call of Duty Studio fighting for a better future. I'm reading from IGN. Rebecca Valentine writes, Call of Duty Vanguard, a studio Treyarch, has issued a statement saying that the culture has no room for sexist, racist, or bullying behaviors following months of reports about a toxic culture spanning the entirety of Activision Blizzard. The full statement follows. Uh, Our goal as a studio is to make awesome games for the world to enjoy. Having the privilege to pursue the endeavor is made possible because of Treyarch's people. We are the studio compromise of smart, talented, world-class creative professionals who seek to perform at our best. Our culture has no room for sexism, harassment, racism, bigotry, discrimination, or bullying. As we move forward, providing a safe, diverse, inclusive work, working environment so that all may thrive uh, uh, will be our highest priority. Sorry, Everyone at Treyarch is drawn uh, to game development because we possess a deep love for the artistry of video games and the magic that can create moments that matter. This is a moment that matters, and it's still, uh, and it starts by being better. Uh, yes, couldn't have said it better myself. It is so weird to see the Treyarch logo there, but obviously it's it's penned by the woman woman there. So mm-hmm. the people that ha- are essentially the victims at at these uh, at these established most times. Um, so I thought that was really well said, and I hope. And it, it's so weird because they aren't really the ones who need to make the changes there, but it's good that they are standing up for what they want to see at their workplace. So I think that's really good, but. There's so many things that need to. Yeah, Christian, sorry. No, this this is good. This goes right back to what I just said about yeah. um, like voicing voicing your opinion and like trying to make the change that you like that that you want to see in the world. I'm I'm <laughs> accidentally stealing that that motto, but like trying literally, literally trying to make the change that you want to see happen in, in these studios and in your work life. Because as we've seen throughout the year, uh, of course, tons of studios throughout the many years in the past have been uh, home to toxic culture and and boys clubs, especially these these shooter studios like the call of duties right the activision studios um and there are a lot of people in there who want to continue to make games and 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 voice have a voice in in their game making right they they love their jobs um they don't want to see that kind of culture take over what they love about video games right and i i can cite not cite but i i look directly at belinda garcia who's like she just signed a contract to stay at Sledgehammer Games yeah. as like a, a a narrative. I don't know if she's a leader now, but she's definitely working in in writing. But she she's essentially like one of these women. Like not literally, she's not one of that signed with Treyarch. But like I look to her as someone who could be like that kind of voice for 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 the Sledgehammer Studio. So yeah, great to see uh, these women um, 
making a stand. This is this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I totally echo everything you said, Christian. Uh, the other thing I'll say is like this only helps the the cause in getting Activision to actually start to listen, and I hope that more studios within Activision do this kind of thing because that will force their hand at some point to make changes and and you know let's again start with the man at the top bobby uh but like if all of these activision studios are all you know putting pressure on activision and posting all of this publicly on their twitter accounts and spreading this to all of their millions and millions of fans and followers and everything that's only going to expedite this a little quicker so i i really hope that we continue to see pressure put on uh activision by all of their studios and i think as things don't change i think we will see more pressure from them uh continue to go on them so rightfully so uh activision has not done not done their part in in this issue so Um, moving on to another studio who's uh, who's more <laughs> some some stuff came out about this studio really a big bummer from uh, from a Destiny fan my, and I'm sh- sorry my, my heart can't take it Ro I can't I can't it's I can't too do many this studios anymore. I can't um, but Rebecca Valentine awesome reporter did some awesome reporting uh, for for this one too uh, last de- December tenth I believe is when this came out and she did a, a huge write-up on past and current uh, Bungie employees, uh, 26, right here. IGN spoke to 26 current and former employees of Bungie to create a, this report. And just under a week after publishing, uh, Bungie's head of HR, Gail uh, DeHaunt, stepped down. So the report was shedding some light on some toxic work culture at Bungie, including sexism, crunch, and, and the HR department that protects its abusers. And as I just mentioned, after that report uh, came out, the HR the HR head, Gail Daunt, decided to step down. Daunt announced this to Bungie employees by email yesterday, and IGN saw, the, saw said email in full. The former head of HR said she wants to do everything in my power, quote, sorry, wants to do, quote, everything in my power to make sure everyone who works here has a safe, welcoming, and supportive environment, end quote. In doing so, Daunt, uh, Haunt, maybe I, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name correctly, said she feels Bungie's leadership team needs to move forward with people new, or rather people who haven't reportedly enabled the toxic workplace culture detailed in IGN's report, which I think is awesome that she actually decided to to, to leave and admit that. Um, so I think that's that's good. Obviously not good that she was part of the problem, but good that she was big enough to to leave and also admit that she was part of the the problem. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's good. I, I know Bungie is is a company that is not immune to this sort of stuff, um, but I do think it is a company that tries to do better as it as it in comparing it to the other terrible companies that are out there. Only time will tell, unfortunately. And I don't want to be defending the horrible stuff that's going on over there. But I do like that they're they are trying to make changes over there as opposed to Bobby, Bobby Kotick, who is still in his position now, and so many other people that are still in their position now and not really making those changes. Um, but I'm not sure if you guys have anything to add to this one. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say this. Bungie as a company has changed completely since, you know, back in the day. Like, 
in the very early stages of Bungie, they were 100% the, the company that was that bro culture and like the very much that kind of mantra. And you can see that in a lot of their older like videos of like behind the scenes and that kind of stuff, like some of the words that they use and, and how they act. I know Marty O'Donnell has posted some stuff on his YouTube account that he thinks is like historic stuff about Bungie, but it's actually like pretty damning because I was actually watching some of them uh, one day because I was like, oh, this will be cool to kind of get a look back. And it kind of gives you a look behind the curtain of like how like much of a like bro culture it was back then. And uh, it's obviously gotten a lot better now. And I think even we talked about this maybe like two weeks ago or something. And I think there was a report that the culture of the last couple of years or whatever had gotten much, much better than than what it had been like the Destiny one time timeline and like early Destiny two development. So absolutely, I agree with you, Ro. I think it's it's definitely getting better and they're making changes, uh, which is something that is at least good to see. I. I don't know. I I I I'm like I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words because I'm I was reading the the old report that I had completely mm-hmm. missed. And I'm seeing stuff, uh, obviously sexism, uh, crunch, microaggressions, inequality. Like I hate to see that, but then like to to read that uh, there's an HR department that protects abusers. Like that's just why I don't I don't understand, especially when like society does a, like a really terrible job of really protecting abusers, protecting murderers even. Um, particularly in the U.S., like it is, it is terrible to read that that stuff is happening. Just like not out in the public sphere as well, but like in in their own jobs. Like enough's enough. Yeah, agreed. Um, don't worry, folks. We are almost to <laughs> out of the the tunnel here. One more heavy story, and then I promise we'll be talking about some fun video games. But it is important that we talk about this stuff, uh, nonetheless. So the last story here I have from our video game community sucks sometimes uh, segment is Seamus Blackley reacts to Twitch harassment. Quote, this wasn't the future Xbox Live we envisioned, a.k.a. no shit. 2021 <laughs> has spot- spotlighted harassment, which particularly for women, no, uh, now a new clip from streamer Grenade Queen is drawing industry in touch- attention uh, with Xbox co-creator Seamus Blackley saying the harassment it depicts, quote, wasn't the future for Xbox Live we envisioned. Uh, the video shows Grenade Queen uh, being harassed as she is playing Halo Infinite, on uh, which she comments no woman should have to deal with uh, this if they're having one rough game against decent people. This was only part of it. Uh, so I'm not sure if you guys saw the video. I, I saw the video on my Twitter feed, like, when it came out, but I didn't watch it because I just wasn't in the mood to listen to it. I just I just watched it, but I didn't put the sound on. And it wasn't until today that I decided, okay, I'll listen to it. And man, good lord, just like yeah. it's so annoying. I can't imagine what it's. Oh yeah, yeah, obviously we all have different versions of this that we have to deal with, but it's not no way the same as how a woman is treated on a video game, and it just doesn't make sense. Um, but hopefully. Uh, with the X- Xbox co-creator of like, if anybody's going to see that, that's that's great that he's noticing it, and hopefully changes can be made. I don't know what kind of changes, um, but there's like, it's just I'll let you guys go on and, and talk before I I continue. Uh, Christian, what do you what do you think about this story? 
Yeah, I, this goes back to what um, I was saying if, like a few episodes ago, and even what um, a few of us were saying. I think it was Sidney Goodman was talking about this at the Game Awards. On I think it might have been part of the pre-show, might have been part of the actual show. Um, I forget, but at some point during the Game Awards, they talked about this as well. Just speak out when you hear stuff like this. It it, it really doesn't take any effort. Just be like, yo, like, stop. Like, this isn't okay. Because um, if... I don't know if, if no one else is gonna like she shouldn't have to like cover for herself as well like if just call it out when it's that stuff is happening in a game i don't know I, i'm i'm just getting angrier and angrier as we move <laughs> forward bro yeah <laughs> thank god this is the last one but yeah i dan do you have anything else yeah uh i saw this just today actually on my feed and it's pretty disgusting to be honest and it, it it's the thing that you just don't want to see at all in video games, but unfortunately it happens all the time. And it's, it's something that needs to change. And like, first off, if you do this, fuck you. Like you're a complete (laughs) asshole. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, but like more importantly, like there's so much issue right now with, you know, mental health and, and people who struggle with everyday life. Like, you doing this is only making things harder on this person. Like you don't know what they're going through behind the scenes. Like you don't know what's happening in their life just because they have a bad game in a halo multiplayer match. Like get out of here. Like don't freaking do this. This is ridiculous. And, uh, I even saw in a follow-up tweet, she, she had posted that, uh, the people who were antagonizing her sent her a message and said, uh, this is an apology from us for yesterday. We took it too far, and we are very sorry for that you were hurt by our words. We do feel bad, oh, and no. best of luck to you in life. It's like, that's, that's not sincere whatsoever no. when you're, you're saying the things that they were saying in the game. Like, no, don't even fucking do it. We're in sorry the first our place. words hurt you. Right. Like, you know <laughs> that it's, you know that it's hurting the person. Oh, like, don't, f- don't do that. But to to have like a little bit of a positive spin on this, there is a a really great uh, women's uh, group that is kind of has banded together. This was before this happened. This was well before this happened last year. Uh, But they started their own discord called, I think, the women of Halo. And there's a whole bunch of, of women that are in this Discord group that just basically support each other and play Halo together. And it, I think it's great. So mm-hmm. if anyone out there is, you know, a woman looking to get into Halo or wants to chat amongst other fans, there we go. You got a place, which is which is fantastic for, for, for people to, you know, like-minded people to be together, which I also saw a bunch of people criticizing uh, those people for for having their own group that's excluded only to women. It's like that's ex- that's done purposefully because they don't yeah. want to be you know constantly antagonized by the greater population that are a bunch of assholes. That's why they mm-hmm. want to create that and they want to form this this group that makes positive change in in the industry and like makes women more represented in Halo, for instance. So, yeah, that rocks. That yeah. does rock. You know what, yeah. to Dan's point, because he, he did like a small uh, call to action just by saying the words F you. That really inspired, <laughs> that really inspired me to say something, you know, as well. Okay? <laughs> Game, games are an escape. They're, they're a place to have fun. They're a place to uh, enjoy, like, time with your friends or, or by yourself, right? Or, or with strangers even, right? They're a place for us to connect. If you're going to come in and be sexist, misogynistic, racist, etc., whatever, we don't want you. Go somewhere else. 
because that, that shit doesn't fly with us. That shit doesn't fly here. Yeah, agreed. And the the thing that I that the thing that I was going to say before I let you guys talk because I didn't want to go on and start rambling um, is that every time this this discussion comes up, it, there's always one person or many people in the comments like, "But free speech, man! Like you could say whatever you want." And then I just don't understand that. You know, free of speech, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequence. And I say that every single time. You could say whatever the heck you want, but if you you're going to get in trouble for the you should clearly they're not, but you should get in trouble for the things that you decide to say. And anywhere else it happens, if you're out in public and you're saying horrible crap, somebody's going to tell you off, or you're going to get kicked out of somewhere. Like you can't go around saying this stuff, and it's just it's just so easy to say it on the internet. So like Christian and Dan said, call it out. We don't want you around if you're going to be like that. Um, but yeah, this I, I wish there was a better, easier way to fix this this issue because it just keeps happening. And and as Seamus says, it's gone from bad to pure evil over the last the last two. Not Seamus, Blakely, sorry, from Axios. Um, it's it's gone from bad to just pure evil in the last two decades, and which I unfortunately have to agree with. It just keeps keeps getting worse. Um, but. Oh. Unfortunately, too, like when I hear this stuff and I'm playing Halo, like I think I've told the story before on Master Chief Collection where people have said choice words about, you know, bad things that they shouldn't be saying. And I I turn on my mic and I just fucking go off on them. (laughs) And I probably shouldn't do that. And I sometimes get way too heated and my blood pressure goes to a million. But when I hear that coming through my speakers, because nine times out of 10, I don't use headphones. I use my surround sound. And when I hear that coming through my speakers, I'm just like, it pisses me off so badly. Like, I I get it. I was I remember once I was in a game of Valorant and that somebody else on the team was being an asshole to someone in our group uh, just for their gender. And I, I don't, I don't think it was the right call for me to go off on them, but uh, they're, they're like, must've been like some kind of other option I could have done. But yeah, I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Well, we made it guys. It's time to talk about some video games. So the first story we have here <laughs> is N Walker is so popular that Square Enix was like, whoa, whoa, slow down guys. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough servers for this, so they had to stop selling it. So I'm not sure if it's back up. I assume it's it's back up on for sales uh, for sale now. But last week, Square Enix had to temporarily suspend sales for Final Fantasy XIV because to the tremendous success of the latest expansion and Walker. Writing on the Final Fantasy XIV website, producer and director uh, Naoki Yoshida explained that the sheer amount of people playing Endwalker has far exceeded Square's server capacity. In order to try and alleviate the long wait times of player, for players logging in, the company has decided to stop selling for Final Fantasy XIV to new players to temporarily stem the tide of incoming traffic, server traffic. Holy moly. How far has this game come since it first came out that they had to stop selling it <laughs> because it got so popular? Um, yeah, Every what do you guys think have- about hearing this? Every time they have a new expansion, my friend Islam like quote seats their promos <laughs> on Twitter, being like, "Stop tweeting about this. I want to play." <laughs> like, wh- whenever they have a new expansion, he can't play because servers are to- always down because everyone's trying to queue up and lo- and log in. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely insane. And then that just speaks to like their quality of of their their writing team that they're getting in there, um, that are creating like these like amazing uh, um, like quests and and DLC uh, not DLC uh, expansions to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear nothing but great things. Final Fantasy for like it's a, an MMO. It's just not for me. Uh, but for the people that are into it, I just hear like nothing but like the best of the best. 
So that that's awesome. Honestly, I'm I follow the wrong crowd that for this game because I, I'm not a fan, Final Fantasy fan, and I didn't even know until we Christian we were at the Game Awards and th- I think this one best ongoing game or whatever, and I was like, wow, people actually play that. I don't even, but yeah, it's it's a lot bigger than I realized because I'm not a I'm not a Final Fantasy fan and I'm not really an MMO fan either. To your your point as well. Apparently, too many people were playing it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they have a near automata quest that's really cool. Hmm. Heck yeah! Moving on to the next story, Telltale Game shares end of year update and 2022 plans. Telltale, the studio behind The Wolf Among Us and several other choice-driven narrative titles, has released an end of year update announcing some of its plans for 2022 and beyond. It reads, Telltale is back at the end of 2020 or 2019. Uh, wait, am I reading the right thing? Sounds like an old thing. <laughs> okay, no, I'm reading the right thing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the, at the end of 2019, we announced to the world that we were back under new management and a whole new studio. We're doing things different this time. Um, I'm going to skip down to a little bit lower. What now? We're excited for what comes next. We announced partnering with Deck Nine Games for the Expanse, uh, a Telltale series, which was announced at the Game Awards. Wait, yeah, they partner with Deck Nine for the Expanse. That I did not know. Yeah, that's that's news to me too. That must be why it looks so nice. I remember their logo at the end of the trailer, but I didn't know that it was like a big deal. Wait, are they the creators of Life is Strange? They are. Well, oh, they did. They did. Uh, True Colors before, yeah. and Before the Storm, before right? The storm. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's listen, awesome. listen, I am <laughs> manifesting right now the meme of Leo saying, You had my curiosity, yes. but now you've got my attention. <laughs> you got to watch the series now, Christian. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, have some mo- we'll have some more to share about our games and the studio in the next issue of the Game Informer uh, 342. Uh, then hang in for early next year where we can go deeper into things. The wolf among us, too, baby. Let's go. It's been Someone two years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two years since we first signed Telltale's Rebirth. We've done so much in that time, and we have so much more ahead of us. We'll continue sharing what news we can uh, when we can. Most important, thank you so much for your support uh, while we build a studio and create new games i'm so happy that they're still kicking after when i remember when they announced their closure i was bummed very bummed very sad i'm glad that they're back in a different different capacity obviously but still excited that they're still making games i'm happy they're getting support from other teams because you know back in the day because i can say that because telltale feels like they've been around for a a hot minute now like their biggest issue was that their engine was just outdated after a long, like because they, they were still using the, the old engine for like mm-hmm. years. Yeah. And by the time uh, the Batman Telltale series come, came out, like it was playable, but like the bugs were hilarious. It was like <laughs> yeah. Assassin's Creed levels of like bugs, where the people were just like you know had their heads backwards for whatever reason. So it cool to see them coming back under new management. And cool to see them getting support. Like uh, I'm excited for the return, and I. I have never beaten The Wolf Among Us, but I really want to because yes. uh, everyone I know is like really, really into it. And yes. so, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to try to play that before season two comes out. Heck yeah. Oh, you'll have so much time. You'll have so much time. That game yeah, is... I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, yeah. I'm so sad. But yes, you should definitely play that. 
And and they are using uh, Unreal Engine for for their new games, so they're ditching their old piece of crap engine. So that's that is good news there. But Ro, my question to you is: Does this make you excited having Deck Nine working on this Expanse series? Does that pique your interest on the Expanse? I uh, no. Oh no, no, not at all. <laughs> I do want to watch it going off about it so i do want to i do want to seek it in but uh it didn't you know i I think it just i'm glad that's going to be a a higher quality for if i do decide to go into it um but yeah i'm not i'm not any more excited than i was when i first saw it well shit i thought that didn't go where i thought it was gonna go never mind (laughs) wait i'm sorry does does roe not like the expanse have you tried watching i just haven't watched it yet yeah, let's get let's get in a party yeah. chat, hang out, should, you know, eat some it. chips and watch the show together. Yes, okay. it's amazing. <laughs> Moving on to the next story, another series that I have no interest in: Ghostbusters. <laughs> the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife has put the paranormal comedy series back in the spotlight and increased interest. Uh, means oh, increased interest means we're. We are also getting a new video game with actor Ernie Hudson now backing up previous reports. Hudson, as as you all know, uh, plays a role as Winston Ziedmore. Ziedmore, is that correct? In the movie theaters, um, and he's been speaking on the countdown on the Countdown City Geeks YouTube channel about the upcoming game. Uh, he says, "I got an email because uh, we're doing another video game." They're scheduling it now and do it to do. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> They're scheduling it now <laughs> to do the recording, and I'm not too sure who uh, going to do it. Not too sure who going to do it. I know me and Danny, Dan Ankroyd, I think. Uh, I'm not I sure think. about Bill Murray. <laughs> we'll do anything on it. So there will be another video game. Uh, when they'll bring it out, I don't know, but it's definitely happening. All right, all right, Hudson. All right. So there's <laughs> so definitely maybe a, a Ghostbusters yeah. game. <laughs> it definitely sounds like he obviously shouldn't have said anything about it. But exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know I, I know me and Christian aren't huge Ghostbusters fans, but but Danner, are you a Ghostbusters fan? A little bit at all? I, I like the song. I, you know, yeah, Ghostbusters. Bustin makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, That's a little Derek. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. I thought that mm-hmm. was a. Never mind. Look, and and all credit to the 2009 video game, the opening sequence in the library that you get to play through, might be better than the movie. Wow, might be better than the movie. I mean, it's not, but I enjoy I enjoyed the game a little bit. Hmm. Would I play a new one? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that would have been my question. If you guys would be. At- well, if it, well, obviously me and Christian won't be, but if, if Dan was a Ghostbusters fan, would he be interested in it? But I guess we're all kind of a either no or meh right now. It depends on the studio. If From Software mm. is, uh, is announces they're doing <laughs> right. a Ghostbusters game. If Naughty Dog is making a Ghostbusters game, I'm in. Ilphonic. Ilphonic, the creators of Friday the 13th and Predator Hunting Grounds is the I do it. studio. Which oh, I, really? Yeah, I I don't know how that would work for a Ghostbusters game. I guess you'd have one person as a Ghostbuster and the other people as ghosts. Like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I, that just sounds like nothing I want to play. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no it doesn't. Yeah, 
I'm just going to literally just say the last story out loud. It's not a really a big one kind of stuff that's going on right now. Intel CEO believes the ongoing chip shortage could last until 2023. So what I wrote here is that it's probably going to be until 2023. That's when I'm getting my PS5, probably. So it's super upsetting. I mean, that's obviously been plaguing us because of COVID-19 as well. It has to do with it as well. Uh, but man, it's a real bummer <laughs> that it's it's we're a year in, almost two years in, since the consoles launched. And it's still so hard to get one. So sucks that it's going to be at, at least another year. I think there's a huge Samsung plant that's being built in the U.S. and it's supposed to be completed next year that's supposed to supply a ton of semiconductors that mm-hmm. is supposedly going to alleviate the shortages. So, yeah, 2023 is probably a safe bet. Conductor? Yeah. I hardly know her. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> All right, we've made it. We got through some heavy stories and some some nice little tidbits at the end there. But now I want to know what you got for me, Daniel. What you got for me? Well, I know I promised <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy last week. Well, I didn't have time to get to it. But on the holiday break, I plan on killing it. Uh, nice. I've been playing Halo Infinite still. I will say Saturday night, me, Row, Gage. And his Gage's friend, we were all playing Halo Infinite, and we were like, man, we were sending stuff in the podcast chat, and Christian's just like, what the hell's going on? And then we sent the invite to Christian, and, you know, Christian was like, you know, I don't do Halo. I didn't say what the hell is going on. I, know, I responded I with my own. I responded with a picture of someone from Tinder. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was telling everyone, I was like, Christian's going to think we're like crazy right now, sending these random pictures in, in the chat. He immediately adapted. He, he knew what was going on. Yeah. yeah. That was excellent. I'm sorry. I, I have to clarify. I didn't send a picture of a stranger on Tinder. Like somebody posted, like they had a picture of Shrek and Shrek, Fiona. Yeah. So I, I, oh, I sent that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jan thought Shrek was a species and not a name. <laughs> I know. That, that bothers me. <laughs> what did I say? Girl Shrek? I forgot her name. Yeah. Yeah. Shrek and Lady Shrek. Like, Fiona. Yeah. So, oh, Fiona. Man. I forgot her name. Uh, but no, yes, that was so much fun. Uh, played till like 5 o'clock in the morning, which ended up being a horrible idea because I got like the next day i slept till 2 p.m and then work monday morning was awful oh, no. like, getting up for that yeah but uh no it was so much fun we played a ton of custom games uh wacky games like hammers and swords and uh i do believe uh i must said christian i do believe ro and i destroyed gage <laughs> and his friend every single match and was it because dan was on my team maybe but I think I held my own. It, it was a team effort, parts. and you held your <laughs> yeah. you held your own absolutely. And thank you, thank you. yeah, and Gage isn't here to make up lies about. Exactly. Oh, this happened. This happened. Now Ro knows the truth that I am actually the superior player to Gage. Oh, boom. Oh, I won't say anything. What, what do you mean you won't say anything? You were my teammate. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Remember like a month ago when Dan was going negative in every Halo game during the, the beta? What? I so Christian remembers. I don't remember that at all. I cannot confirm or deny these allegations. <laughs> but moving on. 
Rashan, what she got for me? Well, I'm glad you asked, Rashan. I am playing It Takes Two. I, I started playing. This is a game that I wanted to play for such a long time. As soon as it came out, I got Game of the Year. It's like I gotta play this. So I'm like, I begged my sister, "Hey, you want to play a video game with me?" Fine. What game? It Takes Two. And now she loves it. Now she's begging me to play it when I'm not playing it. It's a fun. It's a fun game. It's a fun time. Um, I, obviously, there's some uh, some issues with some of the characters that are in there. Um, I can definitely see where those issues lie, um, but I do overall enjoy the uh, the story quite a bit, and the gameplay overall is super fun. I love the coordination that we have to do and the yelling at each other, but it, it is overall a really fun game. And the mini games, the competitive mini games they have scattered around throughout different levels, is really cool. So I can definitely see why I got Game of the Year because it's a really fun game. Bro, you you could have called me up too. I haven't finished I it. Dude, too. Oh. I'm hurt as well because I'm I begged sorry. everyone. I was on Twitter being vocal about this for the entire year, being like, who wants to play It Takes Two? And then Rose like, oh, I guess I'll go play with my sister. My sister. I get it. She's family, but come on. We're co-hosts. We're more yeah, than you family. You guys are family too. I'm so sorry. So, it's just been so long since since it came out that I was like, I'm sure these guys have beat it by now. Nope. That I just didn't even think. Nope. It takes two, bro. Yes, it takes two. <laughs> one. Why don't you guys play together? Why don't you and Dan that's play? Good. That's good. All right. Well, that's true. We can. Well, the problem is, is we're on different platforms too. That's oh, the other that's problem. Okay, okay, okay. Because if you, okay. I'm sure you're, are you playing it on Game Pass? I'm playing on Game Pass. Yes. It, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's on Game Pass. Yes. It is because it's in EA Access and that's included oh, with Game right. Pass Ultimate. But. Yeah. uh no, I started that that game and got like maybe halfway through the game with my girlfriend, and then we broke up. And I was like, well, "How am I gonna finish it? Takes two now." She, she should have kept playing the game. Isn't it about like two couples, like a couple? Like <laughs> that's true. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, why don't you take that up with her though? Take that up with her, which uh, I haven't spoken to her since then. So you know, Goodness, it sorry, man. Yeah. Christian. Life. <laughs> Christian, what you got for us? Listen, everybody was off playing their little their little silly little shooters, their little space marine, I don't even know. You know what I'm talking about? Their little their their halos being like, ooh, look at me. I'm having so much fun. Christian, where are you? It'd be so fun if you were here. Like, look, I'm I'm suffering <laughs> and crying through the one of the best games of the PS3 era. Uh just trudging along dark souls hating my life but loving every single second of it and i finally beat it today this, this afternoon I, I played through the dlc went back and defeated the final boss and let me tell you is the game outdated yes it's still a masterpiece absolutely nine out of ten thank you miyazaki i move on to dark souls 3 and bloodborne the old hunters before Elden Ring. before wow it's almost that's, time. that's a lot of preparing to die <laughs> oh yeah, I will die a lot. I I found a death counter that I can uh put like a script into my OBS, so I will be doing a death counter from now on. Oh, Very wow. excited. Please be excited. Oh, excited. Please clap. <laughs> All right. Moving in to the topic of the show, upcoming 2022 games we're excited for. So I thought this would be a fun one to do. I said maybe three or four 2022 games that you're excited for. You want to say as much detail as you like, you want to gush about it or just Say, like, I'm, I'm excited for this game, or just talk our ears off if you want. What are you going to say, Christian? Sorry. I have 15. I'm so... That's I'll... good. That's okay. 
That's okay. Three to four was just like, if honestly, if Gage was here, that's why I wanted it to be a little bit shorter. But since it's just the three of us, you could just bounce around. I could. I'm sure there's there's games on your list that I'm excited for too. Yeah. Let me just keep going down. Yeah. So five I'll, I'll, that I'll mention, and then if if you guys talk about it, I'll cross it off, and the, others, the rest I'll just I'll just mention at the end, like kind of quickly. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Um, with that, Christian, do you want to start start us off then? Yes, because I don't see it on either of you guys' lists. I'm gonna start with an action, uh, with an indie that I'm been really yes. looking forward to, which is uh, seafood. I knew it. Yeah. It hits in a second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, tons of previews have been coming out. It looks fantastic. Uh, I love, uh, I've, if you guys have played Absolver, like that game just felt so good to play. It was really challenging though. So I'm looking forward to just that, that same kind of ch- uh, challenging experience and that same like fluid combat, uh, but with like a co- very cool narrative and just like a cool mechanic of when you lose, you age and you come back. So that's, yeah. Can't wait for Tifu, uh, February 8th. It's got, it was getting some really good previews. I remember a couple mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. Um, and I was excited for it, but I was wasn't super excited for it because I thought it was only PS5. But then I found out that it was uh, it's on uh, PC as well. So I'm like, heck yeah, let's go! I'm definitely yes. gonna pick this up when it when it comes out as well. Um, Dan, what you got for us? What is your most anticipated game yeah. or one of? I definitely echo Sifu though. That that gameplay, oh, it looks really cool. Uh, but my first one is of course Breath of the Wild 2, which the original Breath of the Wild, my goodness, I've spent the, by far my most played Switch game. It's not even close. Over 100 <laughs> hours, I think. Uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it was a lot of hours. And <laughs> I am just excited to get back in that world and just traverse everything Ooh. again. and mm, More dungeons. And I just want, I want it all. Oh I want it all. I want it all. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? what yes. When are we going to get more on when? it? Like, that's what I, I want to know. know. When is Nintendo going to Summer. Summer? Okay. Summer. Oh, man. Spring. That's so far away. So far oh, away. I'm so sad. I want it now. And also, now. How, how, is it, how are we going to get more information in summer if it's, if it's going to release uh, in February next to Horizon? Right. Horizon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true. So true. Every time somebody says Breath of the Wild sequel, I get, so, I get chills. I get so excited just yes. thinking about it. I can't wait for that game. Oh my god. Available now. And yes. like the the base of it is already so good. So like what are they gonna add to it to make it even better? It's oh it's so good. Yeah. So Do you guys buy into the theory real quick before we move on about mm-hmm. uh that character not being uh Link that you're playing as? I, possibly. I hope so. That would be cool. Yeah. That'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. It would be a cool <laughs> I don't, don't want to say what character just in case. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. Um but my one of my most interesting games of 2022 is kirby and the forgotten land which brings kirby into an open world setting and i think for the first time well since kirby a ride of course a 3d setting which is heck yeah so awesome some of my favorite kirby, well, all kirby games are 2d anyways or side scrolling uh but yeah i have a really long history with kirby love that franchise no they're not the most challenging games um but i always have a fun time playing them regardless uh so it being Adopting like a Mario Odyssey sort of open world style, I'm very excited to give a shot. And it looks just super cute. Like I love the animations and the the big huge enemies that you have Kirby facing. Um, maybe nostalgia plays a huge role in this, but I think it's really cool deciding to do something a little bit different with Kirby. So definitely excited for Kirby and the Forgotten Land releasing. We don't have a date for it ne- yet, but next year, 2022. 
Did you ever play the DS games where he's like a ball and you have to roll? Oh, uh, the, you draw, Canvas like, Curse, the, I think it was called. Canvas yeah, there was like two or three yeah. of them, I think. Okay. Yeah, but those I were, played those Canvas Curse, cool. but I don't know if I played the other one. God, so good. The DS games were awesome. I played Squeak Squad was one of my favorites as well on the DS. Yeah, some really good ones. Christian, what's your second one? Yeah, I'm going I'm going based on the calendar. I'm going to skip one because I see it on someone else's list, so I'll let them talk about it. Um, I, I probably have to end up skipping it because a week later, God has blessed us. <laughs> God himself has come down and said, listen, you finally get Elden Ring on February 25th. <laughs> and man, you guys know me. Can't get enough of these Souls games. I'm, I'm looking so much I to know. this game. This, this is my Breath of the Wild too, even though I'm also looking forward to Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Elden Ring gonna be good we'll be reunited with pot friend oh man yeah. yes i can't wait till i see him out in the wild oh <laughs> just got even more excited also also elden ring is like the only game that's ever won most anticipated game like three years in a row i think right is it two years or three i think it's i think it's two is it two okay i was yeah. like it's it's insane how that game keeps winning you know for a reason, most man. anticipated game, but yeah, <laughs> mm. true. My I, will, I will be the bloody wolf. Sorry, okay, I'm done. No, you're good. <laughs> the bloody wolf. It's a class. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I'll be the white wolf. Is that a class? No, I'll take that. It. Is Bucky? That, that is Bucky. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, I was hoping someone would get that. <laughs> Woo! I did. I did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my next one is uh horizon forbidden west of course very excited about that game it looks insane and like that game awards trailer got me even more excited the fucking mm-hmm. snake that snake, it's like, snake. that looks so cool <laughs> i uh, can't wait to fight that thing that yes awesome. oh and God. like that's the, the 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 craziest part about the first game was like finding different ways to take down these um, electronic dinosaurs, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them, robots. Uh, and it was just so cool to like get all your tools. Like the end of that that game was like the best experience because you had all these different tool sets. You had like the line charge thing that you could electrify, and then they step into it and they get stunned and everything like i hope they don't do like a, a batman arkham type thing and say nope we're taking all these tools away i hope you start with that and then like you start with everything and then you get more things i just want it all i want it all i want to just enjoy the sandbox because like that was my biggest complaint about the first game was that uh it wasn't you know, the best experience was at the end of the game when you had everything unlocked. Mm-hmm. Like, I want that all the time. Like, give me, give me all the tools. Right. Yeah. All right. That would be awesome. If they yes. Yes. Definitely. Halo is awesome. Yeah. Horizon is uh, such a fun game. I'm excited for this game too. But again, when will I be able to play it? I don't know. Is it on PS4 too? never mind i will be able to play it not in its best quality but at least i'll be able to play it um yeah definitely excited for forbidden west as well um yes so my next one is of course very on brand for me destiny 2 which queen february 20th 22nd um uh, anytime there's a huge expansion i will be there i've been taking a break from destiny though it's been it's been a hot minute since i've i've played it i did play the uh the little 
uh, anniversary stuff that they did, but that didn't last very long for me. Despite me being very high on it, I do think that the event was really cool. I just didn't stick around for very long. Um, but I'm definitely going to be playing. The expansion looks awesome. The the story stuff that we're getting with uh, the hive stealing the light from us, or not stealing it, but adopting the light uh, mm-hmm. techniques from us, looks really cool. Getting their own, they're getting their own ghosts, so it's going to be interesting to see how guardians deal with that new enemy. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for Witch Queen in in the new year. I have a friend who's into uh, Horizon Souls games and Destiny. He oh, has no. no idea what oh, he's going to no. do in February. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yikes. I, I don't envy him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Christian, what is your next, next one? Yes, sir. Yes. I'm going to throw out uh, uh, my first shout out here to Gran Turismo 7. Uh, those are great like meditation games for me. I just love uh, sim racers. Uh, the best one is obviously on PlayStation. What? what? <laughs> I knew Dan. I knew Dan. Excuse me. for Dan to say something. Uh, but my actual pick here is another March game, which is Tunic, that I, I, I can't wait for. Like, uh, isometric 2D um, Zelda-like dungeon crawler where you play as a fox. Um, and, it, like, there was a, a, a recent trailer that came out during the pre-show of the Game Awards. It looks absolutely fantastic. So uh, I can't wait for it. Just a few more months away. Yes. Yeah, they, it looks great. They've had a couple demos for it, too. Uh, I don't know if it was mm-hmm. on Steam as well, but it's super cool. Super cool game. Yeah. I'm um, looking forward to that one as well. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Witch Queen as well for me to dive into Destiny for like two minutes and then go back <laughs> to other. <laughs> I love Destiny, but it's just like uh, the, the Such a, time yeah. sink it takes. Time sink, yeah. But anywho, my next one is God of War Ragnarok. What am I, a PlayStation fanboy now? What the heck? <laughs> uh, God of War... Here's the thing. Right. <laughs> hope it happens 2022. Yes, I agree. I hope it doesn't go uh, to 2023, but it could be. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, God of War 2018, was it? Uh, I absolutely love that game, but it took me a while to actually love it. Like, I think I played the first couple of chapters, and then I got pulled away to something else. I can't remember what it was, but I was I pulled away for like multiple months, and then I came back to God of War, and I was like, "My God, this is incredible! Like, this is such a great experience." It, and I ne- this is from someone who never played like the original trilogy of God of War games. Uh, I played a little bit of three, but not much. So, like, coming into this experience, I was like, this is a perfect entry point and it is absolutely phenomenal. The storytelling, uh, of course, Atreus is a fantastic character, his son. Uh, and there's just so much mind-melding things happening on screen. Like, the visuals are incredible for, for PlayStation 4. Mm. Uh, absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see see them step that up even more with Ragnarok and see where they go see see where we can lead us definitely oh my gosh yeah god of war is awesome so and I, i'm the same way where I, I was introduced to the series through that game and still they managed to make me care about kratos so, like when they introduced the blades later on that still hit for me for some reason even yes. though i have no history with that character they did such a good job with that game so i, I can't wait for part two yes all right is it is it my turn Make it to you, yeah. Okay, I, I totally lost that. Um, okay, so my next one is Oxenfree 2. Uh, Oxenfree, uh, the original, is one of my favorite indie games uh, by Night School. 
uh, one of my favorite indie games developed by Night School. Um, but yes, it's such a great uh, creepy game, but it's a narrative game. Um, and I'm excited to see where they take it uh, in this, with the sequel. Obviously, it's following different characters, but it's set near the same island as the first one. So there's obviously going to be some mystery and some spooky stuff still going on. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a more investigative stuff uh, this time, like the people uh, are on the island for the purpose to figure out what's going on there. So I'm definitely interested to see how they how they take it. Um, but yeah, Oxenfree is a great game. And it's, every time it's on sale, guys, I, I urge you to buy it and try it out because it's been on sale for like 99 cents sometimes. That is totally wow. worth it. Totally worth it. So you should definitely give it a shot. I think it's, I'm not sure if it's a Game Pass game. I, I think the original. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Actually, may, I might be speaking out of my butt right now. I think I just, just because I own it on Xbox, I assume Game Pass game, but I have it on everywhere that I can, I think. <laughs> but yeah, X, Oxenfree 2, so excited. Still no date on that either. Um, but yeah, yeah. super pumped. And that's that coming one. to everything except Xbox. I was like, what of the course. hell? Of I love oh, the it's not console. It's not on PS4 and PS5, but not and Switch actually, but not. Wow. Yeah, because I actually originally Very played weird. it on Xbox as well, yeah, and I love too. that game. It's fantastic. So I got to figure out where I'm going to play it. Maybe PS5. Okay, Oxen Free not on Game Pass currently. Just looked it up. Back to me? Yes, sir. Uh, I have a little little game by Squirt Enix here launching in May, May 24th, that I desperately want to be good, although last week there was a very interesting article that I was very weird. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the writing of this character now, but like, let's hope Uh-oh. it's good. Um, otherwise, uh, lore building by oh, Gary Witta. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Forspoken. <laughs> I yeah. definitely want that game because the, the traversal looks fantastic. The the many different powers that she has, uh, I think, are really cool. The fact that it's basically an isekai, and like, if you don't know what an isekai is, it's it's someone that's plucked from real life, taken into like a, a fantasy setting. Um, and like, the writing from the original trailers really reflects that, and that like has me excited because I really haven't experienced anything like that in a video game format. So, yeah, Forspoken, I really want you to be good. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Can't wait for it. I think uh, Amy Hennig helped uh, write that as well with Gary Witta. Yes. Yes. Both very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, is it my turn? Yes, sir. Final one that I have is Starfield. There we go. There's an Xbox <laughs> exclusive. Uh, very excited for Starfield. I'm a huge fan of Fallout, the Fallout series from Bethesda. And... Um, I am a fan of Elder Scrolls. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan of Elder Scrolls. I prefer Fallout. So, like, I'm just super excited to see, like, what Starfield is and, like, enjoy it. And please don't make it, like, an online connected thing like Fallout 76 is. Uh, But obviously, Fallout 76 was made by a different subsidiary of Bethesda. It wasn't made by Todd Howard's team. So I'm just excited to see what Todd and his team is cooking up um and obviously our first trailer we got of it was very minimal we just got a basically in engine look at everything and i just want to i just want to play starfield i just want to see what it is i want to enjoy it and gallivant around space i don't know if i can insert something here for a second yeah um i remembered that uh playstation was running a hey holiday sale running until january 19th and indeed oxen free is on sale 
for 99 cents. Wow. There we go. Yep. So I'm, I'm buying it right now. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So good, dude. I hope you enjoy it. It is great. It is fantastic. Uh, I think, yes. Is that on PlayStation that you said or Steam? PlayStation. 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 Because I think Steam but, has their big Steam sale right now yeah, as well. Yeah, they're having their winter sale too. Yeah. I wonder if Oxy Free is on sale. Could be. But yeah, uh, Steam is also having their sale as well. I'm glad that it's going on until January 5th, I think. Because waiting to get paid before I do anything <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Dude, my credit card bill. <laughs> yeah, it's that time of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, Oxenfree is on sale right now for one fourteen. Steam. Nice. So yeah, anywhere that you want to get it, you can get it for dirt cheap. So that's awesome. Um, but moving on to my final one, Sonic Frontiers, baby. Heck yeah! <laughs> I I'm just so excited for all these open world games, mm-hmm. Kirby and Breath of the Wild. Sonic Frontiers. So I'm just so excited to see what they can do with Sonic in an open world format. So many people have done this on like on a on a fan base sort of level. Like fans have made their own sort of prototypes and they've always been so so cool. So I'm excited to see what Sega can actually do with that idea. Um the trailers have been really cool. The teasers that we got at the Game Awards uh definitely filled me with a little bit more excitement. We won't know until the actual gameplay trailer releases and we get our hands on it, but I'm definitely hopeful. Sonic uh, history has definitely been up and down <laughs> uh, with their games. Uh, Sonic Mania was obviously a hit, but it's been a while since we've had a, a 3D one. I think the last one was Forces was the last 3D one, and that was mm-hmm. not was not super good. <laughs> so here's hoping they can course, course correct and deliver a really good one with Sonic Frontiers, because um, I'm definitely excited to see what they can pull off with this. 2020 super fun yeah 2022 the year of yes. sonic yes yeah sonic 2 comes out next year too i'd love it maybe sonic prime the netflix show also comes out i think oh heck yeah i'm down let's go <laughs> <laughs> okay all right is that, is that back to me now uh yes. yes yes sir i have one big pick that i'll throw out and then i have Ooh. wait we should uh, we should guess we should try to guess what okay. it is is okay, it I'll is it a, is it a like a triple A game? Yes. Okay. Is it by a studio that is associated with the word sleep? With the word sleep? Like insomnia? Oh. Oh, uh no. No, okay, darn it. Okay, it, it, Oh that's, my god. It, right? I can't believe neither none Wait. of us picked that game. <laughs> Wait, what game? Is Wolverine. is Wolver- is Wolverine That's not next year, is it? That's twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Spider Man's twenty twenty three. I don't think. I think Wolverine's no? further out than Spider Man, isn't that, it? That, that's that's farther out than Spider Man. Okay, yeah. then never yeah. mind. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I thought it was twenty twenty two. Hold on, hold on. Now you got me. Is <laughs> Spider Man two scheduled for? Is that twenty twenty three for sure? I think it's twenty twenty three. I think. So, yeah. okay. I, think Wol- okay. I I thought Wolverine was after Spider Man though. You're probably no, right. I, no, I think you're. I remember that being the case. Okay. Yeah, Wolverine does not have a date. My bad. My bad. Okay, let's so go. It's, it's not, it is not Wolverine. It's not Wolverine. <laughs> is it a uh, exclusive? No. Oh. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I give up. Uh, I give you a hint. It revolves around an engineer. 
Dead Space oh, remake? Yes. Dead Space yeah. remake <laughs> is currently uh, slated oh, for 2022. I forgot. I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen, but I would absolutely love it because yes. Dead Space One bangs so hard. <laughs> that game is so good that I would. Yeah, I'm so excited for the remake. If if that happens, oh, man, what it would be such a great year for for video games 2022 if this happened for sure. That is a great pick. I did, I forgot about that. Do I have space to give uh, three shout-outs here? Yeah. Please, yes. Shout-out number one. I still need to play the sequel, the second one. Uh, but I will before the third one, which is, of course, Mommy, Bayonetta 3. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to throw in Goodbye Volcano High, which uh, there's a trailer for that uh, during the PS5, like, uh, not release. Yeah, I think it was before the release, even. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, anyway, it happened like two years ago. Uh, very much up my alley. Dinosaurs, just in high school. <laughs> Where they go extinct? Yeah, totally. Uh, open Roads. Small indie uh, you may have heard about. Uh, I, I get this one in Season confused a lot, but Season is also another one that I'm looking forward to. That's the one with the uh, the woman who's like on the bike. It looks very Ghibli-esque. She's like painting and stuff in the environment. That looks very good. And of course, uh, the Xbox um, uh, game, that I'm, uh, indie that I'm really looking forward to, Somerville. Somerville. Oh, man. Looks so good. That looks so good. Well, guys, we've made it to the end of our podcast. Oh, my my dad in the chat says, I know Kirby, he used to live on his DS. So true. So true. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I know. Kirby was my boy. Oh, my God. He is my boy. That never changed. Um, Thank you again to everyone for joining us live on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Dan. And thank you, everyone watching. I am Roshan, and later will be greater. See ya. Much love. And watch The Matrix.